Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Mel. I grew up playing outside. And I grew up doing something meaningful, watching movies and TV. I never had cable, and we finally bought a VCR about the same time DVD players hit the market. Throughout our marriage, Mel has sadly missed many of my pop culture references and movie quotes. So it's time to catch up on all the films I missed. Hello. Hello. And how are you this fine day? I'm great. Let's do this. Let's do it. What do, are we doing? Do you know? You have no idea. I don't know what we're watching. Ah, okay. I'm trying to think of like a good clue because like, all right, we're coming hot off the heels of Hoosiers and Cocoon, yeah. Yeah. which are both really great movies, Yes, you know? And They were. They were really good. Yeah. So I have high expectations right now. That's where, see, it's hard <laughs> to sustain It's hard to sustain a certain level, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is kind of a wild card. Okay. I I think this one in general, people have been like, love it or hate it kind of a thing. Oh. And it's kind of eclectic. So. Okay. What is it? It's very 80s. It's called Time Bandits. Time Bandits. Mm Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of it? I I think I've heard of it. Okay. I definitely haven't seen it. Yeah. What's it about? What have you heard? I have no idea. No idea? I mean, obviously, it's about time, travel. Is it? Yeah, I think so. All right. I mean, it could be like, you know, the movie Bandits, that German movie. Like. I was just going to reference the German oh, movie yeah. Bandits, okay. which is amazing. It is amazing. Um. So I kind of hope it's like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> A musical. <laughs> Uh, well, it is in a foreign language, so. Time Bandits is in a foreign language? Yes. Really? It's, it, I mean, we are in America. It is. It oh is. my gosh. What? What? Your weird <laughs> cloak and dagger <laughs> introductions. I don't know. Uh, so you have no idea when this was I, made? I don't. I okay. have no idea. Right. Um How are you feeling then? You know nothing. <laughs> this is like, it's very rare you don't know anything. Clean slate. I'm excited because the name seems kind of sci-fi to me, and I love sci-fi movies. Okay. So I'm like, let's let's do this. You want to give me a catchphrase for it? Time uh. bandits. Where'd your watch go? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go see if someone stole it. Okay. <laughs> Remember my voice? I do trailers. All kinds of trailers. 23, take two. One day they'll put me in a film, a proper full-length job. Until then, I'm just stuck with this sort of stuff. Go and see this. Don't miss that. The most terrifying thing you ever saw is coming to babysit for you tonight. All right, cut it there. Look, just read what's on the script, will you? What? The script. Other way up. Ah. Ready? Yes, yes. You flock to see brief encounters for the special event. Close Encounters. Close Encounters, the film. Oh, I never saw it. Forget that film. We're on about our film. Time Bandits. Time Bandits, the one you are supposed to be promoting. Remember? (coughs) You flock to see Close Encounters for the special effects. You went to Superman to see a man fly. You went to Star Wars for the droids. You went... Now what? What's page two, man? It's on the page one. See? Oh, man. You went to Star Wars. 
Time bandits can offer you much, much more. It's not the special effects or flying men or droids which makes Time Bandits a unique cinematique. Cinematic! You know, pertaining to the cinema. Cinematic experience, it's the makeup. Yes, folks, you've never seen anything like it. Men made up to look like monsters. Monsters made up to look like men. Look alike men made up to look different. Different men made up to look alike. No expense has been paired, spared on the pan stick. The pan stick. No expense has been spared flying in the world's greatest makeup man. Just a minute, just a minute. What about the plot? The what? The plot. What the film is about. Well, I haven't seen it, have I? Haven't seen it? You're sitting there telling millions of people to go and see a film you haven't even seen? Well, I can't see every film I do now, can I? Oh, wonderful. Terrific. Look, give me that. What are you doing? Taking over. You're out. O-U-T. Finished. Kaput. Finito. What about the trailer? I'll do it. Time Bandits is an awfully good film. We have worked ever so hard on it. It's a tremendous adventure story. We like it, and we're pretty sure you will. <laughs> What's wrong with it? It's direct, punchy, honest. Honest! <laughs> honest. Honest. What's that got to do with it? <laughs> We just watched Time Bandits. We sure did we? <laughs> Are yeah. you sure? I I can't be sure. I'm not sure of anything anymore. <laughs> I have no idea if I'm experiencing reality right now. Is this a dream? Is it a dream? Is it a vision? Is it, are you confused by what I'm saying? It's probably because you haven't seen Time Bandits, dear <laughs> listener. I, obviously, I'm up in arms. You going into it, you were like, people love it or hate it. I think. Yeah. Kind of maybe like Brussels sprouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't hate it. Mm. I don't know if I loved it, but um, Mm. it wasn't terrible to watch. (laughs) Oh, that's just how every movie wants to be described. It's not terrible to watch. There were a lot of good parts in it, Uh and um, I. I think I'm happy I watched it. You think you're happy you watched it? <laughs> Mostly I am. Uh, there were some times where I was hilarious. like, where is this going? Oh. I don't see an end. Where is this going? Yes, it definitely. Yeah, especially, well, cart and horse and all that. You want to give us a, su- I want to hear your summary of this movie <laughs> really bad. My summary of this movie yes. is... Um, it's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Before Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> this is 1981. Okay. Okay. I'll give a real No, story. no. I'm just saying, like, I'm just 81. giving credits. It has props. the feeling of a movie from 1981. Oh. It yeah. also felt really British. It, there's a good reason for that. Yeah. Was it filmed in, is it, it like it, filmed and directed by a British person? Yes. It was filmed in England, uh, direct, written and directed uh, by Terry Gilliam, I think is his last. Yeah, Gilliam, Terry Gilliam. Okay. And you're like, and is, I'm supposed know to know who, who Terry Gilliam yeah. is. Oh, uh, Terry. Yes, you may know him from uh, such little known things as Monty Python and the Holy Grail. He was no, a writer of that. it felt, I yes, I can see that exactly. <laughs> yes, it was totally. The Meaning of Life. Yes. Um, 
He also, oh my gosh. Everything makes so much more sense now. I wish I had known that going in. <laughs> he's also um, the writer of Brazil, the movie Brazil. What? Yeah. You're blowing my mind. I know. And that's funny because the Brazil poster is literally a mind being blown. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Oh, the light is coming on in is so it? many ways. I yes. Know. Okay. I know. Wow. That makes so much sense. Yeah. So that's how you, you know, know him. So, yeah. So I haven't seen Jaws, but I've seen Brazil. That's... You have. I, so <laughs> exactly. You went to college. So. Right. Right. That's, that's how that happened. Okay. So Time Bandits. Yes. Um, the movie centers around a little boy. Mm-hmm. And um, it starts off in this futuristic world. And it's a dismal life that he has. His parents are totally self-absorbed how futuristic is it i'm gonna call you on that well you know what it really his reminded suburban me life of? that you're talking about the kid the suburban life right? yeah yeah they just had lots of gadgets but go ahead yeah that's the thing they had lots of gadgets i felt like it was a 1981 version of the future okay i just was when you say futuristic i picture like flying cars and all oh. that so well back yeah. up a little bit i'm backing up future I'm rewinding. not futuristic got it okay anyway he's uh, this this boy he's really into history. He has like figurines of different mm-hmm. things all over his room. Yeah, and um, one night he goes to bed, and <laughs> there's terrible crashing noise comes from his wardrobe. That's how I knew it was British. Yes, yeah, totally. Yeah, reference. comes from the wardrobe. Yeah. and then um, a a man on a horse jumps out of the wardrobe. Jumps, a knight, right? A knight? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was in armor. Yeah. Oh, okay. Jumps out of the, rides out of the wardrobe and leaps over the boy's bed. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you see that he's riding off through this like wooded field. And the boy's in the bed. The boy's in, in the, the bed field? in the field. Yeah. It's yeah. really trippy. You're like, what? And he's back in his room and it's totally back to normal. So the next night he is waiting for this to happen. He's got his Polaroid ready yeah. and a flashlight and it doesn't happen. The horse doesn't come out. Mm-hmm. Instead, um, a group of five, was it five? I want to say there's six or seven of them. Six or seven. Which is funny because of like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, you know, like, mm-hmm. and they're like, to add to the fantastic. Fantasmical? That's not even a word. <laughs> I like it though. Uh, all all these the men are they're they're little men. They're dwarves, mm-hmm. and it's just so jarring in the movie. Like mm-hmm. you're just so surprised. Yeah, and they they pile out of the wardrobe, mm-hmm. and um, they end up taking the kid with them. They have stolen a map. Yeah, from the supreme being who's like God. Yeah, and um, they the he's map. A, he's a big glowing head that floats around chasing them. If I remember right. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. yes, with a big, booming yes. voice. Yes. Um, and the map they've stolen from God is um, the time map. So it shows them all the portals between yeah. worlds, between times. Times, yeah. And they've decided that instead of doing their job, which I think they were like kind of like angels where they had to create things, mm-hmm. they wanted to go and use this map to just rob all of the, just go on a stealing binge and like. Yeah go robbing through the centuries and get like valuables which is so <laughs> so hilarious they were like they were designing plants and shrubs i think is what they were doing yeah and the fact i'm like the first thing i thought when i heard them say that and explain that exposition was like where are you going to spend them what are you going to do like with the money you're going to go back to creation like the beginning of creation and have i don't know gold or the mona lisa or whatever it is or maybe they were going to i mean i didn't think they were going to do that i thought they were going to like find a time Mm -hmm. and like 
be rich in that time. Yeah, could be. Live live high. Live it up. Yeah. That probably makes way more sense. I didn't <laughs> say my thought was logical or made sense, which, but anyway. <laughs> The movie isn't the movie. Yeah. 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 So anyway, um, the boy gets taken along with them Mm -hmm. and um, he goes kind of he's kind of like now with the burglars Mm -hmm. and he's he's they call themselves thieves. But just saying, yeah. Okay, that's better. Yeah. So he's with the thieves and bandits. He's smarter than they are. He's in a way he's more observant, like he sees things that's happening. Yeah. And um, they like how tall he is. They reference that a couple times. They're like, he's so tall. Yeah. <laughs> he can do this. He can do that. He can do these other things. And his Polaroid comes with him, which is sure important does. for yeah. later on. How much film must he have had? <laughs> like, I'm just. Endless. Endless amounts of film. He had he had a man bag before there were man bags. Yeah. I don't remember there being man bags in the 80s, but he had one. I think you'd probably call it a briefcase. But it was definitely a man bag. What you would call a man bag. It nowadays. was a nice bag. It was and nice. he. He had his clothes on because he was hoping to go with whatever was happening. Yeah, he, he, he was like ready for action. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, then, then ensues this like, like uh, I don't know, um, romp through history. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and they're being, um, they're also being tracked by the a bad guy. He's like, he's kind of like. The, the devil of the situation. I don't remember yeah. what his name was. I think, but I think they called him the evil one. Or the evil one. Like so there's yeah. a supreme being yes. who wants the map back. Yes. And then there's the evil one who wants the map so he can use it to do bad stuff. He too. wants to recreate creation. He wants to like do it the way he wants it done. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they, they keep kind of going and it's, then he kind of starts chasing them. Yeah. And at the end, there's a showdown between him and the evil one. Yep. Um, and <laughs> and then the supreme being steps in. He does. And kind of takes the situation back under his control. This is the fastest summary you've ever done. You just went through 95% of the movie in that like <laughs> 10 seconds. It's so wandering. I mean, it's not exact. We can talk about the things that happened sure. during it. But sure, I sure. just wanted to get the got it. general That's, idea yep. out there. No, you got the bookends. That's the bookends. Thank you. And Okay. You you good? Can I move on to something that fascinated me as a child? Yeah, do okay. it. Yeah. So it's really odd. I saw this when I was a kid, which again is how different are the eighties from now? <laughs> it's like, so different. I was we would watching never this. Show this no, to our kids. we would not. It would just scare them. Like uh, anyway, uh, I'm just I'm, I'm marveling at the fact I loved this movie when I was a kid. It was so. Uh, I mean, I think it. it I had never seen, I don't think I'd ever seen dwarves in a film before. So it was like so interesting to see them. And they were, they're so good in the movie. Mm -hmm. One of the guys actually reminds me of my dad. Like he had a beard and hair like my dad, you know? I was thinking that when we were watching that. Yeah. And so it it was just, I I just really, really liked this movie when I was a kid. I don't remember any of the, like uh, the ending. We'll get to that a bit. But as an adult, you're like, what's going on? But uh, as a kid, I don't remember that at all. I remember... The map. I remember being fascinated with that map. The map was really cool. And the texture of it. And it was just such a thick map. It was so robust. <laughs> they keep folding it like fabric. It, it is more like it. fabric than paper. Yes. They're folding it and there's rain and there's all these different things. And the map just persists, which I guess <laughs> it would have to because it's like the map of creation and all that. But anyway, I loved that. Uh, all the costumes that they had and all the various mm. piece, period pieces. The co- the sets were crazy. 
Yeah. Uh, the effects were pretty solid too. Some of them in the futuristic evil genius stuff, it got a little, Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to, I'm, the thing in my head is Muppety, but I don't mean that as a, it's, it's just, it doesn't feel in place with the film, I guess. Not to, not to like be negative towards Muppets, but it felt out of tone with the rest of the film. Yeah. It, <laughs> I love Muppets. The, the bad guy was, he wasn't, he was a little bit laughable. Yeah. The evil one. Yeah, yeah. So like, well, he wasn't yeah. like pure evil. He was kind of, uh. Bumbling evil? Like. I don't know. No. He wasn't scary evil. No, not scary. He was scary to the characters in the movie, but he was not scary as an audience. Like, there's yeah. certain movies you see in the evil guy, like, creeps you out. Well, he reminded me of the bad guy in Bill and Ted's. Who is the bad guy in Bill and Ted? Which one? Which Bill and Ted's? Yeah, I don't know. Which one? Are you one? talking about? Because um, the bad guy in Bill and Ted's was, like, I don't know, their dad? One of their <laughs> stepdads? They were trying to stop them? Who's the guy with the white bald head? Oh, you're talking about the Grim Reaper in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He wasn't the bad guy. Well, he was supposed to be kind of scary, though, right? Uh, have you seen Bill and Ted's Bogus <laughs> Journey? When I was like 17. I don't oh, know. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I don't know. Okay. Why, I don't know why I keep referencing that. Uh, now I just have in my head. trying to connect them. They melvined me in my head, which, yeah. I remember that. Go, good. Okay, I so the bad guy reference. was like. He wasn't like a bad guy from Lord of the Rings. No. He no. was more like a bad guy from Monty Python. Yes. Which makes a lot of sense. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah. Let's talk about some of the places they went, though, in time. First place they went was uh, Europe, N- right? Napoleon. France, Napoleon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That was really, really cool. He was so... It was Ian Holmes, I think. Yeah, Ian Holm. He, Bilbo? Yes, Bilbo. Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> Correct. A young Bilbo. In the Lord of the Rings trilogy, not the Hobbit yes, trilogy. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, he was very I don't, neurotic, I guess would be the the word for that. Yeah, again, he was kind of like a caricature. Like, oh, totally. Well, I mean, if you believe the things that they said about Napoleon, he was quite the character. Yeah, well, so. He may, was a character. he may not have been that far off base. I am not a Napoleon historian, though. I will bow out beyond that. But yes, it's pretty crazy. The craziest part was his hand. That I remember that surprised me a lot. <laughs> At first, they showed him with his hand always tucked into his jacket. Yeah, like the famous pose he would always do. Right. Like where he had his, his hand tucked into his jacket and his stomach. Okay. And then at the end, though, when they leave, he passes out and they pull that out and it's a gold hand and they <laughs> steal his hand. <laughs> uh. They get him drunk and then he passes out and then they just rob him blind. I'm wondering who got who drunk because I'm pretty sure he wanted them to drink because he made all of them generals. And then. Right. Uh, yeah. Anyway. But um, that was just bizarre. That whole thing. That of, was. Of all these entertainers trying to entertain him while he was like invading the con- I think they were in Italy, actually, now that I remember the yeah, plot. Yeah, that's right. They, they were in were. Italy. Because he heard that people in Italy were short, and he wanted to find a whole bunch of people shorter than him. Because yes. he's so obsessed with his height. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That one was like, what? what is this movie doing? What are, what? <laughs> yeah. We left this weird world with the little bit of a futuristic mm-hmm reality and then we're in this reality what's yeah. going on and then so the the time bandits mm-hmm. and the boy they get out of this time yep 
And then they find themselves in medieval times. Yeah, I think they went to Sherwood Forest, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. And John Cleese. Is Robin Hood. He's in the Mr. Most, Hood. Yes. His outfit is like so traditional Robin Hood that, and everybody else has actual realistic looking clothes. Yes. And then he comes out in like the green hat with the huge bill coming off the front of it with the feather. Yeah. Uh, he, he was, yes. He was crazy. The more we talk about it, the more I'm like, was this supposed to be more of a comedy? Oh, I mean, it's. I think it's supposed to be a bizarre film. Like, okay, I think a lot of it was supposed to be funny. Mission accomplished. I mean, (laughs) yes, hundred percent. Like, um, I think it was supposed to be a bizarre like adventure film. Okay, with comedic elements in it. Okay, so one of the comedic elements shows up in Sherwood Forest. It's Mm -hmm. this has it's this man and woman. Yeah, yeah. And the woman is the woman who played olive oil in the um, Robin Williams. Um, yeah. Popeye movie? Shelley Duvall, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's really unusual. Uh, they were, uh, <laughs> Dame, her, her name was Pansy. Dame <laughs> yes, Pansy. Yes. Yeah. And they're having this weird conversation. Yeah. I won't get into their conversation, but. I don't know. Yes. Um, you don't. You don't know what it is. They let you infer what about. it is. They're yeah. just talking about this man's problem. And she's like, your problem's fine. He's like, but are you sure my problem's okay? And they don't mention what the problem is. But he's really concerned he's about this problem. super concerned about the problem. Anyway, so. That's Michael Palin. Palin. He also was in Monty Python as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see that. Um, they get tied to a tree and they get robbed. By some other people. Mm-hmm. And the time bandits don't even, they don't stop in to help or anything. They're no. just like uh, walking by a, yeah. you know, an exhibit at the mall. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And then <laughs> they get further robbed on their way back. And this time, like, they're taking like their clothes and oh, everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they still walk by. And <laughs> this couple's just getting the worst, the worst happening to they them. They are not having a good time. No, it's really funny. And then they show up in other time periods, too. The same couple. Wait, didn't they lose all their loot? They yeah. lost all their loot in that yeah. one, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Robin Hood took it so he could... Re- he was very businesslike about redistributing the wealth. <laughs> <laughs> and it was very, like, structured. Yeah. 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 Uh, then they go to... Titanic? No, 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 no. They go to uh, uh, Mesopotamia, I think. Okay, Ag- Agamemnon. That's Agamemnon. Agamemnon, yeah. Okay, this was the best part. Sean Connery yeah. is in the movie. Yeah. I saw his name on the credits. And so the first half of the movie, I was just waiting for him to show up. Like, yeah. Where is Sean Connery? Yeah. And how old is he going to be? Yes. Because this is an old movie. Yes. Or how young, rather. Yes. And he shows up in Mesopotamia, and he's the king Agamemnon. And do you, you thought he looked so young, and you could not believe how young he was. And how old did I tell you he was when he filmed this movie? 50-something? He's like 50 or 51. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. Okay, what's the movie? Was it Dragonheart that he was in? Or Techni- there's a movie where there's a dragon. Technically, yes. Is he yes. the voice of the dragon? He's the voice of the dragon in Dragonheart. Is it, yes. It's Dragonheart. Yeah. It is called that. Okay. Have you seen that one? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's a big hesitation. <laughs> it's been a long time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either okay. that or a preview. I don't know. He yeah. just, he just, his voice lends itself very well to Dragons. medieval oh, yeah. time. Oh, totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but fun, he, yeah, fun, go ahead. Funny thing about that part in the original script, mm-hmm. uh, King Agamemnon was introduced as, quote, the warrior took off his helmet, revealing someone that looks exactly like Sean Connery, 
or an actor of equal but cheaper stature. <laughs> and the Is script, that before they knew they could get Sean Connery? That was just in the script when they wrote it. And so they were just trying to paint a picture of who it would look like, you know, or who the character would be. And then the script ended up in Connery's hands and he was interested in the part. And that's and then he got the role. Wow. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Note to self. If you ever write a script, make sure you reference the people you actually want in the film. Drop some names. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah, so he was King Ag- Agamemnon. Yes. And he, the boy, like, kind of falls into this fight that he was having. Just mm-hmm. him, and the, mono, oh, mono. And a minotaur. And a, yeah, yeah. And um, because of the boy being there, like, he wins the fight. Mm-hmm. And so he likes the boy, takes him back to his kingdom. He's like, I'm going to adopt you. Yeah. And the boy's like, yes. Best this is perfect. Day ever. My parents were awful. You <laughs> yeah. are amazing. I'm going to stay here and take Polaroids of everything I see. Yes. And he did. Yeah. Yeah. And he would have, that That could have been the end of the movie. The mm-hmm. boy would have been happy mm-hmm. and it would have been a happy ending. Totally. But. But the time bandits were like, we have to save him and keep banditing or stealing. whatever. They wanted to keep, well, they lost all their gold in the last haul. So they yeah. needed to get more. So keep they stole some thieving. from. Yep. They stole some from Agamemnon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they actually did this cool, like, oh, I don't know. There's This is a common thing in movies where they need to get someone out of a situation. So they do this big, look at me, production sort mm-hmm. of thing. You know what I'm talking about? There's It's kind of like a big okie doke. Yeah. I was just going to say, literally going to say, like, the okie doke maneuver. Where yeah. you're, like, you're like, oh, big flashy distraction. And then they're gone. Yeah. They were, like, dancing. They did, like, yeah. a circus kind of. Yeah thing and then they took the boy with them and then poof they were gone they disappeared yeah mm-hmm. that one made me sad because i think I know. It, that would have been a nice ending that would have been yeah like that would have been half of them every little little like kid's dream to to like live like that yeah. not thinking about the reality of it of course but any, it, it's romantic so yeah yeah poor mm-hmm. little boy and then they went to the titanic yes i think so yeah yes <laughs> and that one was did uh, not end well for them. No. Mm-mm. Well, I mean, it ended okay because they didn't die, but yeah. That's then they get caught by the evil one. Is that where they get picked up by the evil one? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they end up in this cage, that, in this prison, and it's just a cage oh, hanging yeah. in like hanging Nothing. over nothingness. Yeah. And the, they get out of this by the, the craziest circus sort of rope thing that left a huge impression on you because you were like whoa just wait to see what happens the intensity of that whole scene the premise of being in a cage like uh, just hanging over nothing and the way they shot it was really cool the angles Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. it felt like you were just suspended with them Mm -hmm. and this giant rope holding you over it and then they literally start cutting into it to make Mm -hmm. tiny ropes out of it (laughs) and then you see the size of the rope that's left to hold that huge cage and and the way they move in between the cages, like, is so crazy. Like, they, like, jump out and then they swing one of them. And then he grasps the side of the cage. And then they have another person tied to a rope and they just, like, pendulum to the next one and yeah. downward. So crazy. Yeah, it's kind of like an Angry Birds puzzle. <laughs> the way they figured it out. <laughs> they did really good, though. They yeah. solved it really fast. They did. Yeah. Yeah. That scene, uh, yeah, that's definitely one that stuck in my memory, too, from when I was a kid. Hmm. Did the Minotaur scare you when you were a kid? The Minotaur didn't... I don't remember him scaring me, no. I don't remember being scared, honestly. Maybe I was so little it was like the age before you're scared. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I don't remember being scared. I remember the map being awesome. I remember I remember <laughs> the Minotaur. I remember mm-hmm. that. And I just remember thinking the armor and stuff the guy was wearing was cool. And then I remember like the tank and the spaceship that mm. they have in the final battle with the bad guy. Yeah. The, that's the main and the cage thing we just described. Those are the main things I remember. Well, after they get out of the cage, then where do they go? I didn't remember the Robin Hood sequence at all. That was just a blank spot in my memory. Pretty much with the Napoleon. Too. short. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway. the Napoleon one would be hard to understand when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. Yeah. But the Robin Hood one is kind of a shorter scene. Yeah. Like versus the other times they're in. Where did they go after? Which one? No, sorry. Uh, after the cage. So they got out of the cage, then they were trapped, I think. Oh, they had to steal the map back. Right. So they were in the evil one's lair. Yep. So they had to find where the evil one was yep. and steal the map back. Mm-hmm. Um, but things kind of go south there because one of them gets turned into a pig, yeah. half pig, man pig, big man. I don't know the right term. Yeah. Well, yeah. Half pig. And then later a full pig. Yeah. Full pig. Yeah. yeah. And then when he gets turned back into a human, he's like, I was enjoying that. <laughs> yes. That <laughs> was hilarious. Uh, um, yeah. So they try to get them. They get the map, but they have to split up because they feel like they're not powerful enough. One of they them have to go. Well, they want to first off, like. There was some point where they like had the Polaroids and they realized they could get out based on the Polaroids because he took a picture of the map. That was in the cage. Yeah. He had a picture of the map. That was key. Yeah. That was what saved them. Maybe they fell off of, because they, that's the weird part is they said, oh, hey, we know where a thing, where one of the portal things is. But then they get off and get out and then they just go steal the map back. So it's like, why didn't they? There's a little bit of a drop there in the story. Unless I'm missing some, misremembering something. There could be portals in my memory that i'm not able to access right now (laughs) okay Uh, but then they split up yeah and it was i think it was like to go get reinforcements basically because they show up with like you know historical guys from all over yeah yeah it's like a little mashup of like yeah all the fighters from history yeah cowboys which is crazy (laughs) that was a weird trippy one though how the evil genius defeats the cowboys that was so bizarre it was it reminded me of uh freddy krueger actually oh yeah yeah very I can see freddy krueger-ish so the he kind of becomes like this carousel carnival yeah carousel mm-hmm. the the cowboys like they lassoed him so there's mm-hmm. two cowboys that are holding on to ropes that are around the bad guy yep and you're like, what's going to happen? And then you have no idea that he's going to start playing carnival music. And, and his out of his head is going to come this, I don't know what that was. It was like, like a this, giant me- mechanical arm type thing that had a knife on the end that spun and cut the ropes while it was spinning. Yeah. So bizarre. So What a creative bad guy, though. Yeah. yeah. He had a lot of flair. He was bored. He was trapped in the evil place he was. So he probably had a lot of time to think about stuff. Yeah. And a lot of time to grow his fingernails out. True. He did have some nice fingernails. <laughs> and by nice, I mean terrible. Creepy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so it looks yeah. like they're going to lose because mm-hmm. the evil one is too powerful for them. and Everything um, they throw at him. Yeah. And he can just like look at someone and he can zap them with like lightning out of his fingers. Yep. And they're they're gone. Gone or pigs like or anything, yeah. Um, so then, boom! The supreme being shows up. Yes, the bigger dinosaur shows up. <laughs> wow, bigger dinosaur! And he takes care of the bad guy, and and it's done. And then you're like, well, what now? Because these little these 
the time bandits are going to be in trouble. Oh, yeah. Like, they, they stole, stole his him. map, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? Yep. So he turns into a man. He's like, oh, this is so much better than that big head floating around. I hate that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he just kind of makes it all better. He... What? What? I just remembered a scene we completely forgot. Oh, no. What? The ogre. The ogre? The ship with the ogre. That was one of the most bizarre parts, too. Yeah. I don't It must have been when they came off the Titanic or something. They landed on a ship. Right. Sorry, but right. that's one of the weirdest parts of the movie. It is. Because they're on a ship and there's an ogre and there's yes. his wife. Yes. Who's played by the woman who plays Mona. Mona. Yeah. Who's the boss? Yeah. <laughs> that was so random. Yeah. But then it ends with the ship being a hat of a giant who walks out of the ocean. Yeah. So bizarre. But Monty Python. Mm-hmm. It makes sense when mm-hmm. you think about it through yeah. that lens, yeah. for sure. I'm sorry. I just remembered. I'm but good. Supreme being at the end. He, yes, keep going. Sorry. He basically, he takes the map back and he forgives them and he just puts them back to where they're going to be. Yeah, He's like He demotes them 19% of their wages or something yeah. like that. Their <laughs> annual wages. Yeah, yeah. And they get to go back to making shrubbery. Yep. And that's that's that. <laughs> and the boy ends up going home. Okay. Somehow. The ending. Yeah. What is the what is the ending trying to do? So the boy goes back to his home. Yes. And he walks up to his house and his house is on fire. And there's yes. like fire engines going there. And mm-hmm. like his parents, they get out. And he gets taken out. He gets woken up. Oh, right. The smoke wakes him up and he hears noises and he coughs and stuff. Yeah. Because there was a piece of evil that was left over because the evil guy was destroyed. Right. There was a piece that was missing. And then he wakes up in smoke. Fireman gets him out. One of the firemen is Sean Connery. Yeah. And he winks at him. Like, okay, so is this all a dream? Mm -hmm. Is this? Who knows what's going on? Yeah. And then. Wait, are you asking me or are you being rhetorical? You're being me. Oh. Well, I mean, I didn't look up all the theories or the rationale or anything, but it seems like a pretty solid, like, there's lots, when you watch the movie, like, the floor of his bedroom has all the characters that you see Mm -hmm. throughout the film, you know? Right, yeah. So, I I think my personal theory is just the movie is just uh, dream sequence after dream sequence, like, imagination of a boy. It's like layer, it's like Inception before Inception. It's Inception (laughs) and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure had a baby. And then they went back in time and made that movie before those movies were made. Whoa. In the UK. Yes. Because there's a dream and a dream and a dream. And then it ends in a dream. But you're never told that it's a dream. Then the biggest mind bender of all happens after you see, well, his parents, you know, they Mm -hmm. say, oh, the start of the fire was this. And they bring out a toaster oven or whatever. And inside of it is the piece of the evil guy. Yeah. The evil. And the boy's like, don't touch it. It's evil. Don't touch it. And then they touch it. And then what happens? They explode. They explode. Poof. And then they're gone. There's like piles of ash, ash? and it's smoking. And it's that weird reverse smoke too. But yeah. Yeah. And then everyone's like, oh, our job here is done. Yep. Goodbye. And they pack up and go. And that's when Sean Connery winks at the boy. And then it just pans out on the suburb. Yeah. And then boom, it's over. Wh- what? Which, which leads to the biggest mind bender thing too is George Harrison is a producer of this film. <laughs> Yeah, and the uh, the end song he's singing. I somehow suspect strongly 
there were drugs involved <laughs> while writing this movie. <laughs> Just a thought. Okay. I still want exp- I still want answers. I think it's the, uh, you're not going to get better than my Inception and Bill and Ted <laughs> had a baby, like, and go back in time. I, so, uh, but then was there ever a boy or is there a boy dreaming? Is that a part of the dream? Was there like, ever a boy? Because <laughs> <laughs> if it's a dream and that uh-huh. happens to his parents, then that has to be part of the dream too. Yes, exactly. I think Sean Connery's a dream about a fire <laughs> and he ate a chicken wing. Or he read a script about a movie where someone described a character that looked like him. And then he had some hot wings after midnight. And then he went to bed. And this movie is everything that happened after in his dreams. That's my theory. Okay, George. Harrison. (laughs) It was a really good movie, wasn't it? (laughs) Uh, Okay. Little known. I don't know if you noticed, but during the credits when they were rolling, Mm -hmm. that's all the Polaroid pictures that were taken during the movie. I was still reeling from the ending. I did not take in the credits. Yeah. I was still like, what just happened? And I was trying to figure it out. Well, there's a George Harrison original song playing as well. I noticed. So. I did notice that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to complain about the ending a little more? I feel like you need to. Do you need more? You need well, to get it, it just, out? Yes. I need a little bit get more. It out. Because it. it just like, it's just, it's kind of cut off. It feels like it was, it was like shortened. Huh? It feels like they got to the end Maybe they didn't have a place to go. <laughs> they didn't know how to end it for the boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they ended the Time Bandit story mm-hmm. with the Supreme Being, and that was all wrapped up rather nicely. Yeah. Um, and then they, I don't know, they didn't know what to do with the boy, and they wanted to leave it. I don't know. It it feel it feels abrupt and maybe like not totally planned out, or like they ran out of something. Huh. Okay. Maybe they ran out of drugs. They or, might run out of drugs. Yeah, that could be. Or time periods to go to. I, I don't know. I feel like the conversation probably went like, oh, man, you know, it would be awesome way to end this movie. <laughs> you'll just be in there and you'll be like, what is going on? And then George, your voice just comes and that sounds really good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that's how it's, well, it happened. They couldn't let the boy go back to his home. Right. If like that wouldn't feel fair. So for you him to have like, that whole adventure uh-huh. and then to go back to the life with his parents. Well, I guess. Like but he had to come out on top somehow. And so. Right. Wow. Maybe that's his subconscious telling him it, it, that he didn't want to go back to his normal life, even in his dream. So he decided to nuke his normal life. Nuke. Nuke it. Because they pulled the evil thing out of the microwave. They did. Yeah. Okay. We don't and have it was the talk- 80s. So there's lots of nuking. So. We can move on from the, okay. the ending. I've said my piece. Are you sure? <laughs> I want to make sure you get all the evil out. I know what <laughs> happens when you keep the evil in. Right. Okay. So what was your favorite part of the movie? I don't think you actually... I know what your least favorite part of the movie was. <laughs> There's a couple things I liked. Um, there were some really cool visual effects. When in the very beginning, when um, the time bandits and the boy are in his room and the supreme being is there and they're like, oh no, we have to get away. They start pushing against oh, the yeah. wall yeah, yeah. because they it should just open up and they should be able to go through, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. The wall just keeps moving. Mm-hmm. And so it's creating this like elongated hallway where the wall is like moving back. Yeah. But the the sidewalls are moving with it. Mm-hmm. It was a really cool 
and for some reason really british <laughs> um maybe because of the wallpaper. wallpaper i think yeah um mm-hmm. it was a really cool effect that one was really cool nice i love the effect of the boy being in his bed in the wooded oh place i like, love scenes like that yeah. yeah just all of a sudden it's just a bed in nature and it was just totally disorienting that was really cool yeah really yeah. effective yeah totally um there was another one that i liked too another visual effect there were lots I, I there mean, were speaking of, like i think the movie holds up pretty well like lots of really good practical effects like i said the cheesiest parts are probably the ring the the knockoff ring race the muppet ring race is what i'm gonna call them i thought those would be really frightening for a child yeah i don't remember being scary i guess wow good for you good for me <laughs> um i also really mm-hmm. liked um the use of the polaroid oh yeah and the boy taking pictures throughout the whole thing that was really cool i think probably watching as a kid one of the things i probably liked about it was like the little kid was like the hero of the the movie like yeah he was doing all these things that you wish you could do when you were that age. Mm -hmm. Like it was really like kid empowerment of like adventure and stuff like that. So that was, uh, that's probably why I enjoyed it so much when I was a kid. Yeah, totally. If you could go to any time period with a band, a group of bandits (laughs) in history, where would you go? Oh, so you mean that my purpose would be to steal? You're with the time bandits. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Uh, my first instinct was to say like Egypt. Oh, um, the pharaohs—they—they they they were loaded. That's right? true. Yeah, and their jewelry. Oh my gosh, have you seen? They—they they just made gorgeous jewelry. So, I—that's fair. That would be like that's my first choice to go to that time. <gasps> okay. Yeah, that would be awesome. I, what about you? I. It's just the first thing that popped in my head. I don't know why, but okay. I want to be on the Hindenburg <laughs> with them. Like it's it's about to crash, you know, because there's all there's probably a lot of rich people and they have jewels and stuff like that. But I'd want to be on the Hindenburg before it blew up. <laughs> that would be amazing. I know, right? Except for the whole no one's going to blow up part. But right, if, but if you can get off of it before it goes down. Yeah, just grab parachutes, just Hindenburg. jump, and then dodge it while it's like flaming ball like coming after you <laughs> easy yeah totally easy tom cruise could do that he probably <laughs> did i'm pretty sure <clears throat> so what if any messages do you think uh, were in this film don't do drugs <laughs> don't do drugs uh wow what is the message of this film uh well the boy there's a part where the the time bandits are like, we're fine, let's go. But the boy's like, whoa, whoa, the bad evil guy has the map. We have to, mm-hmm. we have to get that back mm-hmm. for the good of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one message of like doing the right thing, mm-hmm. even if it's not for yourself, but okay. for the for the greater good. For the greater good. Yeah. I'm probably gonna go. That's a good one. Thank you. I'm probably gonna go with um, your dreams can be a wonderful escape from your life. Hmm. No matter what your life's like, your dreams can can take you away for a bit. Even if you're a history buff. Even especially if you're a history buff. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. As this this boy was a history buff. He was buff. a total history buff. Yeah. He yeah. loved it. Wow. Um other than the fact that uh I think the only thing we didn't touch on is uh 
R2-D2 was in this movie. Yeah, yeah. He was one of the Time Bandits. Yes, he was. That's so cool. Yeah. But this was like, wait, where does this fall on the timeline of R2-D2? It's Kenny Baker, too, by the way. He has a name. But where does this fall on the timeline of R2-D2? Was this before or after he was R2-D2? That was completely unintentional. When I went, R2-D2? <laughs> I kind of sounded like R2-D2 when it I did. said that. It did. Uh, well, Star Wars was a galaxy a long time ago, far, far away. Mm-hmm. So they don't really cover in the movie when they visited. I don't think they went that far back in time to Star Wars. It's not exactly what I meant. Is that what you were asking? No. No. So oh, sorry. Did he make Star Wars before this movie? Oh, Kenny Baker. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Star Wars was 1977. Awesome. Yeah. And if okay. I remember right, Empire was 1981. Which was this movie. Yeah. So he probably would have been making them pretty close to around the same time. Hmm. Uh, you know, like movies back then took longer, I think, than they do nowadays. Oh, no. Empire Strikes Back was 1980. So... Okay. Yeah. So he he definitely made Empire and then he made this. So awesome. he was hot off the heels of Empire. Okay. Yeah. This was an interesting movie. Yeah. What do you? It, I look. I'm I'm looking at this movie as more of um. I don't know. Required viewing. Oh. N- no. I I mean that I. It was like my homework. I did my homework. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You did do your and homework. It, it was an interesting exercise. And, the you know, I, now I have this broader understanding of Monty Python guy. And um, what was the other connection? Monty uh, Python and... Oh, Brazil? Like, Brazil. that was the other yeah, movie yeah, yeah. you'd know. Yeah. yeah. So I've, like, expanded my knowledge mm. on those connections. Okay, that's cool. You are describing how I felt about a lot of British literature I read in college. <laughs> I'm like, well... I did that, and I'm glad I did that, but I probably wouldn't have done it had I known. <laughs> I'm sure it was good for me. But I'm sure it was way. good for me, and it will serve me at some point. Yeah. Apparently, my British literature served me in watching this as well. So, there you go. Woot, woot. Sweet. Well, you want to go look for a portal and get out of here? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's okay. go.